Welcome everyone to the REST podcast, where our goal is to help each and every one of you displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in order to heal and find significance in life. I am your host, Natalie Williams, and I am here with the author of The Reconstitution Method for Healing and Rest, Virginia Dixon. Hi, Virginia. Hi, good morning, Natalie. Good morning. I can't believe it is two days till Christmas when we're recording this. I don't even know what happens in summer. I know. I don't know how we got here. This is feels strange. It does. It really does. I am looking forward to recording this episode because you and I had a conversation a few days ago talking about New Year's resolutions. It was before we had our rest Christmas party. And just talking about things that people are looking forward to in the new year. And you had an interesting statement and point of view on it where you said, you know, I don't believe in resolutions. And I was like, what? And you said, I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. I believe in resolutions that last like the whole year that last for life. They're lifetime resolutions. So I thought, I, I mean, I wanted to bring that into the conversation today because a lot of people, I mean, they make New Year's resolutions and they drop out by March. Right. right. So having the the process or the thoughts about lifelong resolutions. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but when I thought when people addressed the concept of resolutions, even when I was young, I used to think of fireworks mm. and resolutions have a short life. For some reason, that word resolutions never sat well with me. And fireworks are beautiful and they're amazing. But in the blink of an eye, they're gone. Yeah. I always wondered what was the conviction behind the design of those fireworks. And that was always more captivating to me than the actual fireworks. Right. Because as those of us, those of you who have experienced amazing firework displays, they're captivating and they're amazing and they're just such a work of art. Mm-hmm. So I always wondered about the design. Yeah. Of the fireworks and some seem to last and move you for a long time and you play them in your mind for a long time. So I don't know, just the concept of conviction. Mm-hmm. So when people speak about resolution, I think about conviction. Yeah. And I think understanding the deepest convictions that perhaps inspire those resolutions are more important to understand so that they can be sustained. It takes a great deal of courage and a great deal of focus and a great deal of strength, I think, and just courage to sustain our deepest convictions that inspire resolutions. Mm -hmm. Do you have an example of a lifelong resolution that you've made for yourself? Yes, I have many examples. But for some reason, this morning, I woke up very sentimental Mm -hmm. as people discussed resolutions. And I was remembering the life of my dad. And I never heard him speak of a resolution. But I watched him live his convictions. Mm. And his deepest conviction was to finish well with us. And to set us up in a place where we could be free. Mm. And I don't know why that came to mind. Maybe because my mom passed away a few months ago. And so both my parents are gone. Yeah. But it, I don't know. I just remembered he never spoke of a resolution, but he always shared his deepest convictions with us. Mm. 
and they shaped my life. Yeah. And perhaps that's why intuitively when people speak about resolutions, it makes me a little bit, not uncomfortable, but it makes me wonder what their deepest convictions are. That's driving that. That's driving the resolutions. That's inspiring the resolutions, right? There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It's just a firework. I wonder about the design Mm -hmm. and the intricacy of the colors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that those resolutions end up dropping off so quickly, like a firework? They're driven by emotions, Mm. and they're driven by... I think external things probably more by our flesh than the deepest hunger of our soul. Mm. They're driven by emotional responses to how we experience the world around us mm-hmm. by emotions. And I think resolutions involve convictions, engage our mind, our heart, our will, our conscience, and our deepest feelings about things. And those things aren't easily accessed. Last week we talked a little bit about when people attend one of our events, how they're looking for something. They want something. But what they want is rarely what they need. Right. That's been my observation. What we want is rarely what we need. I think our deepest convictions speak to that hunger in our soul. And I don't know, I think our convictions really address what we need. And I think as we begin to understand the layers and the dimensions of intentionally stepping into these places of rest, relational, emotional, and spiritual truth, and we examine the foundations that shape our life and the truth behind those things, and the truth is always reconciling the narrative of design, right? The narrative of the stories we tell ourselves and the narratives we carry in our bodies. And as we reconcile those things, I think it becomes easier to identify our deepest convictions Mm -hmm. and not beyond just resolutions. Yeah, not just making an emotional decision, Decision but something To do something because I want it. Yeah. Yeah. Or I think it would suit me well, or I think I want, I've always wanted, or I've always intended to do this and all that. I think when we understand resolutions in the context of rest, we find our deepest convictions, and then those resolutions will be sustainable. Right. And something else that I wanted to mention in this episode. That was good. That was very good. Something that I wanted just to talk about in this episode as well was, you know, the circumstances that we're in right now are all because Mm -hmm. of the choices that we've made, whether that's been us listening to our convictions and and following those or not and violating our own conscience. Personally, nationally, globally. Yep. This expands. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. And a lot of people, there's this term out there where people talk about their power, right? And losing their power and they feel like they've lost their power and that they're stuck where they are and that they can't change the circumstances that they're in. Well, I think when people address those words, personal power, Mm. have the same impact on me that the word resolution has. Ooh, yeah. Because I think it's a lie. Mm-hmm. The concept of losing your power, losing your power. Yeah. It's, it's not true. It's false. It's scientifically 
impossible mm-hmm. in the field of physics. Just that thought has consequences mm-hmm. that perhaps, no, not perhaps, it cause confusion, chaos, and dis-ease mm-hmm. because it's a lie. Mm-hmm. You cannot lose your power. Yeah. You always have power and authority. In fact, we don't understand what we're saying. Yeah. So I guess this concept of my power and my authority and losing it, you can't lose it. You give it away. Yeah. You don't lose it. You give it away. It's an act of will because you don't understand fundamental principles of individual self-governance. And I think one of the easiest ways I can help people identify it is, is the decision I'm making going to expand or diminish my life? Because that's a fundamental law of nature. It is a law of physics. It is a law of nature is a preservation of life. So the reason you can't lose your power is because you can't lose your life. Mm -hmm. You give away pieces of your life and pieces of your power Mm -hmm. and you diminish your life and you diminish your power when you violate your conscience. Do you think that that's hard for people to hear? Because I'm hearing this and I'm imagining people going like, well, I didn't give away my power. It was taken from me. I don't know why, but I can imagine people saying that while they're listening to this conversation. I just have, yes. And I would say that's a lie. Yeah. Well, you I'm, are believing a lie. And in our anatomy of dissension, which we're going to break down, I think, more clearly throughout this next year. Mm-hmm. And we certainly do during the 40 days of rest, which I always encourage people to join us yes. for. But that's a lie. Mm-hmm. It, the, it's the three lies we believe that cause confusion, chaos, and disease that cause us to dissent. So we have to become skilled. And I think that's my goal for our listening audience. I want to help them identify lies that are very subtle, mm-hmm. yet we, as a generation, embrace and they derail our lives yeah. in ways that we consent to. So... I am thankful that you chose to bring this up, but I would say resolutions are worthless if you don't understand your deepest convictions Mm -hmm. that drive them. Yeah. And if you do not continuously and as a discipline step into a place of relational, emotional, and spiritual truth and deal with the conflicts within yourself, you'll never fully be able to identify your deepest convictions that make those resolutions sustainable. Right. When you talk about my power, I lost my power. That's a lie. That's mm-hmm. how about this? It is a limited way of, of looking at something that's very complex and it's fundamentally a lie. You cannot lose your power without giving it away. Yeah. And something I want to touch really quick on that is the just the wording itself of I lost my power versus I gave it away, right? which is what we do. Personal responsibility. Exactly. It's it's forcing you to take extreme ownership. It's not, and, and you know, Natalie, I'm glad you said that. It's not a force. You get to. Yeah. No, you get to take ownership over this yes. and you're no longer a victim of circumstances. And I know that we try to keep these segments relatively short, but this is a very important concept. And I don't want to beat this to the ground, But I hope people look at the word resolution a little bit different and think about convictions. When people talk about losing their power, I hope the word lie comes to mind. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. That is a lie. When you think about losing your power, think about liberty. No, I have a mind, a heart, a will, a conscience of feeling and feelings that I must negotiate the conversation between those parts of me so that I can exercise liberty. Yeah. Make decisions of conscience and be free. That means I always have the liberty that will manifest in the measure of freedom I live with mm-hmm. if I take it seriously. Yeah. And that's the power and the authority that you have, the, and you must manage it. So you either expand it or diminish it. Right. Right. You either protect it or you give it away. It's not taken from you. Yes. And I think a lot of people have a hard time with taking extreme ownership because it's very easy to sit in that victim mindset of no, someone took it from me. Right. Where we just stated that well, we the excuse case. our own depravity and exactly. our own. Yes. Yes. We excuse it. And it is easy to sit in that spot, but our own depravity, our own limitations, our own fears, we excuse all those things. Mm-hmm. And our cart is, can be desperately wicked and yeah. it can deceive us because if it's not reconciled with the mind, the will, the conscience, and the feelings, if it's not reconciled with all those other parts, our hearts left alone to its own devices will deceive us. Mm-hmm. And it'll be ultimately governed by the impulses of our flesh, right. which we talked about the central nervous system. We talk about the history of our ancestors. Mm-hmm. We talk about all these stories we carry. And so understanding these nuances becomes important. Yeah, And as I'm listening to myself, and you know, I never go back and listen to a podcast, but I know. <laughs> I'm hoping this isn't too confusing. No. Is it making sense? It makes perfect. It makes perfect sense. I, I am excited for people to hear this because I know that there are many out there who, who need it because they feel mm-hmm. stuck and they don't understand why they feel stuck and pointing out those three lies. And we've said this before, anytime that you're feeling confused about a specific situation, about something that you're doing, or like just anything that you're experiencing, I feel in life, if you're confused, there's a lie there. Mm-hmm. And you have to figure out what that is and expose it. And, and three simple ways is, is this driven by my wants, my needs, and what I deserve? Mm-hmm. If those things are driving you, you need to stop mm-hmm. and think about this is the manifestation of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And those things will derail your life every single time because you've got to engage all of your constituents, meaning your mind, your heart, your will, your conscience, your feelings, to negotiate all those things and to weigh them in the context of a specific situation where you're not the center of the world. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of moving parts and everything you're angry and you're afraid and you're confused about. Guess what? So is everybody else. Yeah. It might manifest differently, but so is everybody else. Right. So yeah, these are big themes and they're important things to consider in the context of living out from a place of our deepest, living to 2022 from a place of our deepest convictions that are spoken of and addressed in the context of resolutions, which brings me to a question I was going to ask you yeah. about what's this 2022 thing you were mentioning <laughs> yeah. to me before we started the podcast. And I thought, Ooh, we need to talk about that for a minute yeah. because it's on physics, the, science, just go ahead and talk yeah, about yeah. it. On the internet, there's this major thing going around where it's like, it says 2020 
too, as in like T-O-O. So people are, there's a lot of fear revolving around it of like, oh my gosh, it's 2022. Like we're going to go back through 2020 again. Oh no. There's a lot of fear revolving around it. So talk about a lie, right? Yeah. Because you even, you even stated the impossibility. It's impossibility. And I would encourage everyone to think about where you are, what's happened, what's happening. Think about it, an hourglass. Mm-hmm. When that's sand, and you know I have one on my desk. Yeah. Which, by the way, that's what I wanted for Christmas. Everybody kept saying, my kids, the family, they could say, Mom, what do you want for Christmas? And you know what I wanted really bad? What? I wanted an hourglass that really is an hour. So I stopped running over in my appointments. <laughs> and <laughs> you know what? going to make you happy. That is so much better than the red digital clock in the corner or the buzzer that I was thinking See, about. <laughs> I know. I do not want one of those in my office. And I do not like people to feel like I'm looking at his clock. Yeah. Because much to everyone's chagrin in the office, I know I don't. <laughs> gauge what I'm doing by a clock. I know. Guys, I've even tried to set a timer. I've tried so many things. You've tried everything (laughs) and I thank you. And I am working hard at staying on task. Yes. But these complex things in our lives, in our thought life, in our conversation, in our conflicts, in our confusion, they don't emerge easily sometimes. And as you all know, I don't want people to feel rushed. Right. And like they're not important. And and I'm always looking to resolve something specific. Yeah. And to your point, Natalie, and how you name this podcast about rest, resolutions, is that is my resolution driven by deep convictions yes. about how I bring people into a place of rest. Yes. And that is being present and giving them the space and yeah. the time to really unwrap some of these more complex things. Yeah. And not even just in your office, you carry that through in your daily life, whether you're at the grocery store or whether you're with your Mm -hmm. family or. Thank you, Natalie. I work hard at that. that, And I think my family's really trained and conditioned me for that. Cause I think some of the, all of our triggers, right. Manifest in these primary relationships. Mm -hmm. And I think Raising kids, being married almost 40 years and having a large family, I think I wish I would have known how to be more present and have not been triggered by all the things <laughs> parents get triggered about and mainly fear. Yeah. And I don't know, a lot comes at us in our primary relationships that make it difficult to be present because there's a lot of neurological and physiological things that fire at once mm-hmm. in the context of those primary relationships. So I'm afraid I wasn't always as present as I've learned to be. And I'm still not as present as I want to be always with everybody at all times. But it's something I definitely work hard at. Yeah, you're growing all the time. Just all the time. as everyone else is. And... I think one of the things that inspired this podcast was it was originally created to support the seeds that we've planted and those we serve. Yeah. Our clients and my cancer patients and their families. And I wanted them to have a source to go to where these ideas could be reinforced through all these different topics and themes throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So that once we created the framework of rest and they had a working understanding of rest, that they could be supported and resourced 
to apply these things in their spheres of influence. Our conviction here is that that's how we're going to heal people, relationships, families, and certainly the hemorrhaging heart of our nation. And I'm just excited to watch it happen. But we come alongside everyone because we're in this together. And and I don't want to neglect to mention that as this year comes to a close. I know. It's been an incredible year. And talking about my dad, Natalie, a little bit, and never hearing him declare a resolution, but watching him live with deep conviction. But the deepest conviction, in retrospect, that I know my father lived with was to teach us to reason and to reason for ourselves, even if it meant disagreeing with him. Mm. Because he knew intuitively that he would plant oaks and not twigs. Yeah. And so he did. And now look where you are. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do in time, right? And Mm -hmm. he did what he was supposed to do. That was his leg of the race. And he made enormous sacrifices as an immigrant to do that. Yeah. And of course, I love and respect him so much. But my memories and thoughts of him grow. My affection for him grows with time. Because I see the strength and the courage that it took to finish well. And ironically, I think at the end of his life, he considered himself probably, he was disappointed Mm -hmm. that he had failed at so much and he missed that what drove his deepest convictions in shepherding the hearts of his kids would have an impact beyond what he could have ever imagined. So I just would encourage everyone to enter into rest and think about your deepest convictions that drive. Think about the deepest convictions that you hold and where they came from and who wove them into the tapestry of your soul or what wove them into the tapestry of your soul. And then resolve from that place of rest. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll be shocked at what happens in 2022. Well, thank you so much, Virginia. This has been an incredible year. And I mean, it's been an honor to serve alongside you and to be a part of this amazing team. And I greatly look forward to see what 2022 has to offer us. May I add a thought? Yeah. That just occurred to me while you were saying that. I could hear these words in my head. As we leave 2021 behind, I was just wondering as you were speaking, what are the deepest convictions that I leave 2021 with? And it is this, that a man is perfected, in fact, through the things he suffers. Yes. And that there is beauty in the ashes of our life, of our experiences. Yes. And that a new thing is happening every single day. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is in that spirit and with three convictions that I leave 2021 with are rooted in the deepest convictions of my soul. Yeah. And it's interesting how they keep building on each other. Mm -hmm. So it is with great resolve that I am committed to expanding the reach of rest and building our rest community because the testimonials are just beyond what I ever imagined possible. And there is 
transformation taking place as people step into this uncomfortable place of rest, I might add. Mm-hmm. Because it's his new language, his new way of looking at things. And it's like, I know exactly what you, you're saying, but I have no idea what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> I, Virginia, I just got chills thinking about the implications of those principles or that thought or that idea, but I have no idea how I'm going to repeat it. Mm-hmm. It's because they're driven by principles. And so it is with deep conviction that we will carry on and continue this conversation about rest. Yes. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you. All right, everyone. Uh, I wanted to make a quick announcement. So our next 40 days of rest begins January 20th. All the information, including the registration, is already on the website, and we hope to see you there. I also wanted to thank everyone over this past year, which if you've been here since the beginning... We launched the podcast January 29th of this year. So over this past year, we have had over 50,000 listeners since we started. I know. That's amazing. So for everyone who has tuned in, even if it was just for a quick second to listen, or for those who have stuck by us from the very beginning, if you came in in the middle, you know, we... All the episodes are there for you to listen to. We love you all so much. We're so grateful for you listening. And we look forward to continuing to serve you over this next year. Recklessly, tirelessly, diligently (laughs) pursue rest. Yes. (laughs) Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you, Natalie. For updates about rest and this podcast, please visit our Instagram or Facebook, The Place of Rest. If you'd like more information about Virginia or to support and join the cause of rest, please go to virginiadixon.com forward slash collaborate. Thank you for listening to Rest with Virginia Dixon. We'll see you next year. Mm